0: Them come. This is their fate. Birdman hands, get them out the way. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here, are my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Today, we got a lot of topics, quite a few things to cover off on, but the biggest is Big Jimmy, Jim Ryan leaving the Sony. But we don't get into a lot of stuff, but we're gonna definitely talk about that first. Before we get started, as always, Jalen, Josh, tell the people how you've been, what you've been up to, what you've been playing,
1: how your day going. Uh yeah. So it's been a minute since we like talked about games together, but uh, not much going on with me other than just put a lot of time and start um i i don't know how many hours i got but i'm at level 25 mm-hmm. and i've been mainly sticking through like the um i guess the big side quests uh doing all of those i enjoy the game a lot uh, my feelings are still really positive but i will say that the game does have a lot of space for improvement but i still really like it and i think a lot of people are like were over like overblowing like some of the issues Other than that, I did try to like try out a couple games that did come out. Um, I I booted up Sea of Stars, but (laughs) only played it for like thirty minutes before falling asleep. But at least I can say that the animation I do like. Mm -hmm. Um, But but Jalen piqued my interest with the story, and I at least want to hear what he feel about it before I get back into it. But um, once I'm done with Starfield, I'll probably uh, start playing that like on my on my sleep deck. And um, Counter Strike Two came out last week, uh, which is basically, I think there are like mechanics changes, but that's a big update to Counter Strike. Go, I think. Um. Yeah. But I, I'm I've always been interested in PC shooters like that, but I've never been good at them because like, you got to play with a keyboard and mouse. Um, mm. It that what I can say is it is very pretty, um, but. The gameplay counter-strike i don't really like it's very twitchy it's very like you gonna be sniping from across the the arena uh for a lot of weapons there's no aim down sights um so you just got to get really good at like hip firing somebody from across the across the field but uh the graphics update they did for it is really nice and it's free um but just know that it has 10,000 loot boxes. Like, literally, you go into the store, there are 30 rows of different types of loot boxes. Uh, if you want the Halloween loot box, you want Christmas loot box. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you can waste a lot of money on there. Absolutely. And honestly, I know it's published by Valve. Is it, I feel like that's kind of... I don't know, that's the only, like, weird part of, like, Valve that I ever see anything related to Counter Strike, because it's like legitimate gambling in that game, but
0: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly don't have no idea how they pulled that off and still kept people in their good graces. I have no other clue, because honestly, it's probably like the most grotesque of them all. I don't know if their systems are just better, and like there are so many mechanics to kind of keep you from spending money. But there literally is not. I haven't seen anything that kind of tells me that this is a better system than most. All I know is that it's just another system. So how do I think, how do I know they, you know, how do I think they do it? I just, I just don't have no idea. I think maybe it came before a lot of that stuff, but whatever the case may be, it's like it's disassociated with their goodwill. So I have, <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, whatever they did, whatever magic voodoo they did, it worked. Um, but go ahead, uh, Jalen, tell us about what you've been up to you've been doing what you've been playing how life going
2: talk to the people Uh, that's true Uh, i was sick over the like i sick this whole past week i guess or whatever um i low he had to I, i was sick on what thursday i tried to go to work um i was like i really should call in but i was like i don't even know how i'm supposed to call in i don't know what's gonna happen with the clinic and stuff like that Start so going on Thursday, they like, hey, yeah, you look bad, you sweat and go home, go get COVID tested. I'm like, all right, well, I should have really just called in had I known how to, or maybe I should have learned how to, right? Um, <laughs> but no, they just sent me home, though, so I thought that's kind of funny. But um, other than that, I mean, everything straight, um, nothing special. I mean, I'm still hoping, um, got scraped yesterday, but it's cool. Um, plant as far as game wise and stuff like that. I mean, um really just see a stars. I haven't been playing it as heavily this past week. Um, mm-hmm. just because it's like a portable game. I mean, that's just on my theme deck and I don't really play my theme deck too too much in the crib. Um and then I only got like what, twenty three hours on the game right now. So it seemed like I've been playing a game a whole whole lot, but I really haven't. Don't we had that many hours on there, so um mm-hmm. surprise, surprise. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I am at towards the end of the game and stuff like that. Like I said, I had looked at with that little walkthrough thingy just to kind of get an idea of where I was at at the game, man. Um, I'm probably about halfway through like part three, which is like the last part of the game or whatever. So, um, maybe a little bit further than that. So, I mean, I would anticipate that I'd be done with the game maybe by like 30 hours tops. Um, but yeah, so I mean, but that—that's pretty much it, though. Not a whole lot. um I was supposed to look into this one game that had just came out, but I ain't never do it. What was I think it's like Dragon Quest or something like that? Another Dragon oh. Quest game? Oh. Yeah, don't know how it gets down <laughs>
0: Yeah, we know you love your uh-huh. Dragon Quest. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I've been playing Phantom Liberty. I mean, that recently dropped. Um. And I been playing that a lot. So that's pretty much been kept keeping my focus. Um, I did kind of drop everything else. So uh, it's fine. I come back to the other games I was playing. I mean, I, I beat Starfield, but I was, you know, exploring it fully. So I get back to that uh, when I can. But right now it's Phantom Liberty days and it's um, cyberpunk is back in the it's back in the limelight. It's back in the uh, the good good side of that limelight. They Last time, it, it was kind of a ter- atrocious. But right now, they're on their um, quote-unquote redemption arc. And um, they're doing pretty good. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are, are liking the game a lot. Um, it runs really, really well on PC. And there's some cool features around it and stuff like that. But... Overall, I feel like they kind of met. They kind of met the people where they were supposed to meet them, in regards to like Xbox Series X, PS5, and BC and um, the Xbox One and PS4 should have been left alone, but they couldn't. They couldn't leave them dollars alone, man. They, that's all they had to do. Leave them dollars alone, and they probably would have been straight. But no, they had to get that PS4 Xbox One money. It was some good money probably because they was able to afford Idris Elba and all these new soundtracks and more Keanu Reeves. But um bad move on their part um in regards to their reputation. But I guess it worked out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh but I've been playing that a lot and I really enjoy that. So um that's good there um outside of that i really been doing nothing i got sick again um which is terrible because uh, it gets through the whole house and everybody's sick you could probably still hear it in me i got some, i got this cough still a little stuffy of noses but um this is the season to get sick september sucked because i got sick twice Run at the beginning and close to the end um so hopefully October is looking up um, because right now I hate it September, but we got some good games coming out. So that's good. Uh, quite a few things. I mean, with the biggest one being Spider-Man two, that's going to be fun um, to play. I don't think I'm going to pick it up first day, but it's going to definitely be fun to play at some point. And there's going to be games like Assassin's Creed Mirage Allen Wade, two. We got some bangers, for sure bangers. So, yeah, October's looking great. All right, but let's let's kind of get right into it. Let's get into our first topic. Our our good old boy Jimmy, Jim Ryan from um. Jim Ryan from PlayStation decided to announce his retirement. Um did it move you josh did it did it did it hurt you did it hurt you (laughs) Jalen? um talk talk to me about jim ryan's legacy he was here from 2019 to
1: now yeah as uh what the the ceo um yeah yeah, i was surprised that he years but he was ceo for like since 2019 yeah yeah i didn't know anything about his whole whole career he's been there for a long time yeah um, me neither you know, playstation has a lot of a lot of cool stuff over the decades um uh, mm-hmm. but yeah wasn't too familiar with him. uh but when he became the the ceo and like the face of like the um, playstation 5 um i mean overall the playstation 5 has done really well and people have really positive impressions of it mm-hmm. uh for me i feel like the his messaging or Sony's messaging once he became CEO was a little bit different than what they did with the PS4. Um, so I if they pick a new CEO soon and switch over the messaging might change but I don't think like the the actual long term plans will change for a while. Uh, we probably won't see any like big shifts in like how the company operates or anything like that if at all to like next generation. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean I I don't have anything to say about him personally. Like he he was there, he was uh straight <laughs> uh in the presentations, uh pretty mm-hmm. straightforward, business businessman type. Um yeah, I mean personally I I think when they had Sean Layden as head of president when they were preparing to come out with like the God of War re release or remake, mm. a remake. Um it, it he Specifically and overall Sony felt very excited about uh about the PlayStation four. Uh I don't personally feel like Jim Ryan was giving out a very exciting <laughs> um outlook for PlayStation, but uh I think on the business side he had it unlocked. So. <laughs> Enjoy your retirement. Um I'm pretty sure you earned it.
0: He had to. Said he was when he was he was going he was living in three different countries. Japan U S and you're like, I was like, okay, so how did you, I don't know. He was managing the, the, the U S portion of Sony, but living in the UK. But then, you know, he had to fly back and forth to Japan a lot.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So I'm looking like, yeah, I would think you had had a pretty crappy couple of years as CEO. Um, it's just too much movement. Um, but overall, I think that was kind of like one of his biggest deciding factors. I don't think nobody wanted him gone anyway. Um, but th- that didn't stop the fa- fanboys from praising the Lord uh, as if he was the worst person to ever run the business. And um, and as of, from what I can see, him leaving this is the best Sony has ever been in regards to like market share and profit. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they've beaten this year, but I mean, they could have, but right now I think they kind of are in a a very good space, um, and, and everything and like plenty other things. So I'm just, I I guess I was looking for things to, um, figure out why they were like so upset with him. One thing that popped out immediately was the price hike. Um <laughs> right before he left. Yeah. Uh he basically raised PlayStation Plus by like thirty three percent um yearly. And he had that Vic future about, you know, get online gaming and having like a more and more multiplayer, large multiplayer games versus, you know, the single player blockbusters that they're used to. So, I think people were not interested in that type of shift and they were thinking he was driving it. I honestly, don't think he was driving anything. I think he was listening. Um because that is kind of what we are all saying. We love playing large multiplayer games and this Sony exclusive it gets played and it gets sold, or it gets played, and then it gets sold. It doesn't really stay and, like, make a lucrative, continuous, um, like, continuous revenue. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for continuous revenue. And that's why I think Bungie's going to be so great for them, <laughs> which, in reality, it could be. Um, but right now, we don't see the fruit of that so It's just like he's going in the wrong direction. Everybody is looking for him to stay on the um, single-player blockbuster success. And and I think that was kind of where Sony as a company wanted to take PlayStation versus Jim Ryan wanted to take PlayStation. Um, And that's when you heard all The Last of Us, you know, the Horizon Co-op, I mean, multiplayer um, obviously them buying, um, Bungie, like you, you could tell what they were trying to do or what they're going to do soon enough, because I don't think this is going to die with him leaving. Um, I think it's just going to be a different person in charge of making sure it goes right. So I think that's where it really came from. Um, cause honestly, he didn't do anything else. Uh, there was nothing much that he could have done to mess up stuff he came in at 2019 that was like probably one of their second best years 2018 i think 2019 come right off that best year um i don't know what 2019 actually offered but i think that was 2018 was definitely a year of red dead redemption god of war and things like that and then 2019 i can't really remember but 2022 had last of us part two i mean 2020 and then 2021 um i think that was a I don't know if that was cold or not. But all I remember is that they definitely had good games come out over this time frame. And it it wasn't problematic in that way. So I don't know what he did that made everybody so angry outside of him. Maybe being, you know, directly compared to Phil and some of his practices. Maybe it was because of the whole, we don't want, you know, the cross play. We don't want your saves. (laughs) We don't want anything to be you know, could, jo- like, you know, joined, and I think that was played a big part of it. Phil was so open about everything, and Jim was just like, oh, you know, he wasn't, he was second fiddle. And even though he was doing better in regards to how they operated PlayStation, he was second fiddle to Phil in the way he operated. So, I think that kind of
1: played into he, it, too. He was saying that, um, don't nobody like old games, somebody want to play backwards compatible yes. games. Yes,
0: Yes. So I think he just had different ideas. Like he had different philosophies that people didn't align with. And then Phil would be shooting the same other thing. So I think that's kind of played into why people were praising him leaving too. So, um, obviously Jim says some stupid stuff, but everybody makes mistakes and makes that stupid stuff sometimes. Um, um, so I, 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 don't know. I think overall, what he did for the company was fine enough. I don't think there was like a big issue there. I just think that Sony as a company has these underlying philosophies. It's not Jim, right? But we'll see how that does and how that changes. Um, moving forward, but overall he's gone. No, technically he's not gone. I think he leaves in like March of next year or something like that. April, Um, so he's there. He's going to be there for a while. Um, still ushering in new stuff and things like that. But yeah, if you are happy about that, I'm happy for you. If you're sad about that, seek help. No, I'll just play. You could do whatever you want. (laughs) You could be upset that he's leaving. Everybody has a favorite. If Jimmy's is yours, Jimmy's is yours. Um, Okay, but anything else on that, Jalen? Any thoughts on Jim Ryan leaving PlayStation? I don't even know. I was, I was thinking about this question I was going to pose to y'all, but any thoughts before I pose it? Nah. Um, what was the, um, my question was simply what was, one, what was their greatest time? I would have to break it down in like 10-year increments, because honestly, I don't Really want to. Um, I don't really want to do it by generation because everybody's going to say PlayStation 2. So I was just like, hmm, 10 year increment. What time span? I think I have to really dig into this and then come back next week. But a 10 year period where you felt PlayStation was at its best. Mm, that's tough for me. Um,. I don't want to be like, you no know, new bias and kind of go from what's been happening recently. But honestly, from 2014 to 2024, they had a massive shift, but you can't forget what created that massive shift. If you're going back from like 2000, hmm where would I start? the playstation didn't really have like good games i think they had good games at the beginning i'm trying to think like playstation 2 launch titles but i'm pretty sure they had to wait like three four years before it no i think it's like two years and then like the very, very last two years or three years of the council. I think that's when we really got some really
2: good games. They've been um, having good games. They have the bouncer. Not just fine. <laughs> <lying. laughs> no, but they have Sons of Liberty on the game. When did Sons of Liberty come out? Two thousand one or two thousand two?
1: It was two thousand one because it came out like the week after nine eleven. They had to change the ending. <coughs>
2: They like had that. The, when did GTA 3 come out?
0: Like yeah, 2003? Uh, GTA 3? Um, Let's
2: see. Launch date. I think they had GTA 3 in 2002 or 2003. So uh, 2001.
0: I think that council, the council came out in 1999
2: or 2000. Came out in like 2000. At least it came here, like, in 2000 or 2001.
0: Yeah. So, it took them a year to get their first big one. I mean, Tech Attack Tournament was okay. But, um, I mean, there was... I I, I don't want to say that, but... I think the biggest one before uh, before that was where you had to have a PlayStation... Was Grand Theft Auto 3. So, if I'm thinking from there to... 20 to 2011 i don't think that would be beaten um 2020 2014 14 to 2024
1: i mean as far as exclusives i i don't know like there are a lot of good playstation one <laughs> games but I don't know if all of those are still great but as mm-hmm. far as like exclusive, i think 2000 to 2005. It's still Sony's like best time because they had all the Metal Gear Solid games. They had like, well, Xbox eventually did get like GTA and stuff like that. But it's like Sony had the biggest games at that time and they were out first. And either they were better than the Xbox version uh, or it just wasn't on Xbox. It's, like God of War, God of War 2, um, Metal Gear Solid. Fantasy the mm. fantasy ten, the Kingdom Hearts, game game. Hearts, like everybody don't like those games, obviously. But those, as far as like best sellers, they were at the top of the list all the time, uh, and were not available anywhere else. The only reason I wouldn't say all of 2000 to 2010 is because of the PlayStation 3, and like the first three or four years, the, the games on PlayStation 3 were not good. Like gotta watch That's earth, why, that's why awesome. I'm having
0: a hard time. I'm like, you can't make up five years, but I don't know when there was a year between twenty fourteen to now where it was like a super bad drop where it was like nothing. Where it was like difficult to wanna to buy a PlayStation.
2: I mean it wasn't. I, I don't necessarily think the PS three was bad. I think it was the price point that made it so bad compared to the Xbox three sixty. Like, people weren't finna pay 600 to pay it for, what, mm-hmm. play Uncharted? Yeah. They had bad multiplayer, too? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, honestly, the PS5's current status, like, from 2020 to 2023, it's not super impressive. But that PS4, though, like, even with that terrible launch titles. Once Destiny dropped, I don't think it had like a... You know how I felt? It felt like I I was always on the other side where I was like, I want to play my Xbox. But there wasn't nothing to play on it. So it was always just like, I'm Mm -hmm. just going to play my PlayStation and then wait for other games to drop. And PlayStation was the only one that was kind of technically feeding that. And everything else was just like Mm -hmm. nothing. So that's why I still kind of feel like um, I have to, you know, give that timing the most praise, but I guess we it, it, it's difficult. We I have to, like, really think about it to kind of come up with the great timing of when I want something and w- when I want the front end and the back end to make sure it looks good. But it's a cool, it's a good idea, good thought, and um, I just kind of wanted to ask it since we were talking about Jim Ryan and, you know,
2: timing mm. and all that good jazz, so...
0: All right. Well, yeah, let's I mean do- just
2: real quick oh. overall I just don't think they really have that much of a bad time. I think the darkest air for PlayStation, and I won't even really call it dark. I think it was just a high level of entry, um, or high threshold of entry was probably like the PS three era before it started like dropping. So between like two thousand six all the way up to like two thousand eleven before they became more affordable or something like that. Mm. Yeah, that's
1: completely. a
0: long time, bro. That's like five years though (sighs) for it to be garbage that's why I always think when I think of like you know Playstation 2 I'm like yeah you had a really stellar opening and then you had that so that 10 years is (laughs) so I don't know I mean you did get Last of Us (laughs) can't put
2: put that game down
0: Hey man, you can't put it down. What you talking about? You can't put it down. Love that game.
1: Love that don't to game. I'm going about the um, most impactful exclusives at some is some time because Last of Us did a lot for the industry, uh, especially on the tech and like story side. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, it's they, if it was their best exclusive. But people act like it. <laughs> the Last of Us? Nah.
0: I don't even know what their best exclusive is. I think, I think insomniac is creating them right now. Um, I don't know about, I think that they have great stories, um, which is fine because they basically was able to figure out a way to, to really in intertwine great, like story building and telling with video games, because it was probably really difficult. But all they had to do was push graphics enough and minimize controls enough to get a perfect mesh of easy but engaging. That's it. And that's kind of the biggest formula and kind of hardest thing to mix because nobody's going to play Liza P because it's difficult. And everybody prays when they lower the difficulty. That's why I kind of was like, I'm off of it. Because... They freaking nerfed everything and said, oh, everybody's upset because it's hard. So now we're going to make everything like they have the health on the bosses. I'm like, why y'all do that? If if nobody can beat it or if everybody's having a difficult time, like these reviewers were able to beat it. If the reviewers can beat it, I can beat it. There's nothing that they can do that I can't. So I just felt like. Why y'all messing with it? So I I got a little annoyed and I don't think they got a little I think no difficulty um slider or whatever. So it's kinda like they just adjusted it for no reason, in my opinion. Um but hopefully it's still challenging, but I just know in the back of my mind I'm be thinking like this wasn't as hard as it was two weeks ago. <laughs> so mm-hmm. So that's that that's what kinda annoyed me. I was like, nah, no, I'm really not gonna play it. But uh I might go back to it. I might I might start with Lords of the Fallen though. Uh but yeah. So those types of things where it's like, you know, nobody's a lot of people aren't gonna beat Lies of P but we need a lot of more people to kind of play this story, really engage with it and understand it. So we make very minuscu like very small, minor, very easy to understand controls, not that much going on that's why we always felt like yeah it's a good game but it's not challenging it's not engaging because Mm -hmm. we if you're not into the story you're not into the game because that is what their point that's the point of it you know so um that is what the formula was i can't give them the 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 uh, the trophy of best exclusive when i like i Almost 100% enjoyed God of War 1 and 2. Made more than any of those games. But that was because I was stupid. And I was like, oh, give me more blood. Give me more gameplay. Give me more big action scenes. And I was like, I'm not really interested in those story Because I'm actually playing a video game. So those were more impactful to me. But I can understand and pull my like, bias out of it. And kind of be like, okay, this game is objectively better. Because it hit... More boxes that more people can are, are enjoying versus my one little thing that stuck out to me. Um, so maybe Jalen's might be Ratchet and Clank or Jack and Dexter type series or Sly Cooper mm-hmm. series. And awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. I forget all about that. Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. is his series because of the gameplay. I'm pretty sure. He, I mean, he might like the story, but they really much, much in there to tell outside of confusion. But um, they, what, y'all call not, not story, what y'all call a story, I call it confusion. But as long as y'all enjoyed it because it was impactful in different ways, I think probably if you had to pick one thing, you would say the gameplay would be the thing that drive, drove you. To continue playing the most, or was it really you wanting to know what's happening next? The music. So the, so, the score.
2: The music was the best part about Kingdom Hearts, too. So, the score was the best part. Interesting, interesting. That orchestra with playing the violins and the instruments. I'm like, man, these people are. Th- this is crazy. <laughs> then the gameplay is like a real, real close second because when you mix the gameplay and the music, the intensity is just a. It's just a blast of fun. <laughs>
1: it's a blast of
2: fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah, no. no, no. Yeah. I get it. Uh, so yeah, there's like I guess there's different formulas. I'm just what I'm trying to get at is basically that um, I think once they started to understand like and and be able to reflect real life graphics and fidelity into a game and provide that storytelling that people um, the masses enjoy I think that's when they started to get hits but are they um, to me when people try to replicate it it's so like it's kind of like watching you know CSI Miami and then CSI something else <laughs> it's like I was it. like it's it's like yeah it's kind of like it doesn't feel different enough to make me feel like it was impactful to the point where I would eat it up every time because God of War could not just do the same formula and, and I eat that up like I wouldn't do it Horizon is one of my favorites because it didn't eat up that formula and just try to replicate it um I think Uncharted falls into that category where, yeah, if I like the story, it's a hit, but if I don't, I don't. And that kind of tells me that no, they're not impactful, but they're impactful to the sense of great storytelling and great awareness. They're aware of the world around them. They're aware of those, those deep stories that people want to see on screen and want to play through. So, I mean, it wins that way, but Uh, gameplay wise or score like they don't even have really great score i don't remember the scores in these games because most of the time it's just dead silence or you know like that stuff is impactful like i would say final fantasy 16 score was great but everything else about it was like "Mm." so there's there's things that like you're going to hit um on every in every you know category that's just that would be an all day conversation kinda. of. it it'd just be me going back and forth with myself about what I, I truly want to weigh heavier than the rest. And
1: yeah. The, like, you know. the only other thing only other thing I would mention that I think is a factor is like the impact as far as like what they were doing that was new and nobody mm. else was doing before that. Yeah. Um I, I think that all of those games y'all mentioned are uh good exclusives and obviously all these exclusives that they had have pretty much been all been hits. But I think that Metal Gear Solid two for being a launch game was probably the most impactful because that was like the first time you could they had like see-through glass in the console mm-hmm. game. Or it's like you can shoot individual um you know soda bottles or glass bottles on the floor and like the AI at that point Became a lot more advanced, and they could do a lot more stuff. So I think that mm. not having MGS two at the launch hurt like everybody else who wanted to compete because the MGS two was doing so much stuff that you never seen before in a video games. So right. I think that Uncharted also did that, but in more I think in more subtle ways, where it's like you know face animation and like yeah. uh, all that type of stuff. But the You've seen this style of game before, so uh, that's why I, I would lean more heavily to like MGS2. Mm.
0: No, I agree. There's a lot of games out there that have been super impactful to me and to what I like and what I enjoy. Um, to the point where you go out and you seek replicants, you know, and you like look for those replicas everywhere. Cause you like, you are looking for that same experience that you received from this game that did it the best kind of from the, from software format, you know, things like that. So, yeah. Um, I just wonder, I wonder how we want to stack things and how we want to, and like how we want to make way things too, because that's important. Um, Because whether or not I'm weighing the story heavily, if I'm weighing the graphics heavily, if I'm weighing animations, if I'm weighing gameplay itself, I'm waiting sound quality and the score, like dead space will beat everything, you know, because I'm thinking of like gameplay sound. I'm thinking of atmosphere. I'm thinking of story. Even if it wasn't there, it was kind of like you were still looking to uncover a mystery and that was the first game from electronic arts that I felt like had everything that I was seeking in a game. Um, and can I say that that was like genre defining? Absolutely. A lot of games came after that, that I was seeking to look for this type of experience, very slow action, but slow, but heavy, you know, your, your, your movements, your, what you did mattered. Um, it, it 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 was type like those types of things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can go on for days, but we we know what we're trying to get at is that a lot of games came out, a lot of things were impactful, a lot of stuff. Do I think Last of Us fits into that category? In parts, yes, but in other parts, absolutely not. So
2: we'll see what it's they uncharted, know. uncharted zombie mode. Nah, no, just. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking like what are you talking about Gene? Uh, uh nah. but
0: let's keep going um what else what else we want to talk about um maybe you know more about this josh like i mean obviously you kind of brought it up but i don't know i just know him to be on platinum and i see him tweeting the stuff when like they were going through that controversy with old girl about her being a voice actor or whatever but that was the last time i heard from this mm-hmm. guy um, was he a good person? Was he just good at games? I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I just think, uh, and if you can say his name because I don't know how to say it. Um, but he's oh uh, yeah,
1: uh, Hideki Kamiya. He he was one of the uh, the head people over at Platinum Games. Um, so Platinum started well. Basically, they all started working at uh, Capcom a long time ago. They worked on stuff like Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, and Kamiya was, like, uh, director of some of those games as well. Then they uh, left main Capcom and formed their own, like, little group within Capcom, which was Clover Studios. They made Okami. They made Beautiful Joe. So, pretty much, Kamiya has been there from the beginning. He's had a lot of experience from Capcom and brought that experience over to... Platinum Games, and he was the one behind, I guess, the whole idea behind the Bayonetta series. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed Bayonetta One. He worked a bit on Bayonetta Two and Three, uh, and but now he's leaving uh, Platinum Games. It, he didn't really say why, but it's I think it was just more like personal vision or something like that. He said, "Yeah, basically he did. He yeah, he's not satisfied, I guess, with." what the company wants to do in the future, so he wants to do something else. Um and I would say like that's I don't know him personally, but obviously he'd be trolling people online and blocking people left and right. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, that was that was his online uh online presence. But he seemed very good at like making action games. Uh all the games that he's worked on I've enjoyed. Uh and obviously Bayonetta is now a a household name more of a household name than it used to be uh but i think that without him i i think it's one of those situations where you know the last of the veterans are leaving the company yeah. and you don't know if the people that are there are able to you know live up to what's come before um uh, because he didn't he hasn't directed everything um, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't direct Astral Chain, and I like Astral Chain a lot, and I think that was one of their best games. But you know, that was just one game, they've also had a lot of misses with like Babylon's Fall. and mm-hmm. I think he was directing uh Scalebound, but I think that got, can- that got canceled, obviously. Um, so I mean, going forward, I just think that with Platinum, well, even Ben at three wasn't a a success for them that much because it's like the worst rated bayonetta and i don't know if it sold that well oh um, really i didn't know that yeah i was looking at it on metal critic i mean most of the bayonetta games are not amazing on metal critic they're like in the 80s but bayonetta 3 oh. is like 70 something mm. um so i i would say with him leaving i am a little worried about future of platinum because like Babylon's Fall like selling like basically zero copies <laughs> and then shut down after six months mm-hmm. <laughs> is not a good look and they had a bunch of collaborations with like other companies where oh, we'll make the game for you you just provide us the story and the characters and those got cancelled over the last few years so uh and I think they recently said that they might be looking to get purchased so I don't know I think it's Looking bad for platinum in my uh, opinion, but we'll, we'll see if that turns around. Yeah,
0: they need to go talk to Xbox. They buy anything, mm-hmm. but um, not right now. Of course, they got to, they got to get through the ABK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't know much of him. Only thing I seen him was on Twitter, and he was talking about blocking people, as you stated. Um. And obviously I I'm a fan of some of his work for sure. Especially if he did like devil may cry three, two, or not two, three and one. Um, but you know, those types of things where you kind of feel like, um, mm, you don't want, you don't want to lose that type of talent that's been around for a while and be making on these games, but at the same time, um, maybe there is someone that can usher in a new look, new style, if there have been on a downturn for the last couple of years, it hasn't been the best look out anyway, outlook anyway, so maybe that is what they need, is someone to fresh, new, to come in and kind of steer the ship. I mean, because one, they, they still have good stuff like Wonderful, what is it? Wonderful 101 or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And they, ha- they had like good sleepers out there that have found success it's just kind of like how few and far in between those are and the, the the practices you're kind of doing with those like locking into nintendo consoles where you can't even let anything shine on there it's kind of bad um so those types of situations i mean they might have kept them afloat and they might have been expensive but um at the time but right now it kind of feels like it was at a at a uh, a hit to their core audience, you know they Vanquish and Bayonetta is constantly on sale, and a lot of people have positive reviews of that game on Steam and everywhere. Yeah. But you know, once they, they decided have decided like, to
1: it. oh my bad, yeah, I was just agreeing. They always have like hits, like Vanquish. Well, not hits, but uh games that people really like, like Vanquish, Metal Gear Rising, Bayonetta. Mm -hmm. And those games might sell okay, but then they also have, like, a bunch... Like, three or four duds that just, like, you know, flush all the money they just made down toilet. so... Yeah.
0: Definitely feels like a creative place to work, but kind of scary, too, because they don't really kind of... They don't study and play the same formula sometimes. They have, like, good combat, but that's about it. Like, everything else is not, like... They're not trying to rehash everything. Most of the time, they're trying to try something new, which is what I like. So maybe they do find a housing within Microsoft if they can, you know, if they can buy somebody else. Um, but it seems as if they might need that extra cushion, that, that, that form factor, that that game pass model where they can try some new stuff. But. Right now, it kind of feels like they shot themselves in the foot by putting it on the Nintendo only because I refused to play it on there, and that was that was a loss to them. And I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there with the same sentiment that I'm not playing this game on this terrible console where that runs at 45 frames per second and at seven sub 720p. Like I'm not not happening. Not not me. So it it it's just you know one of those situations. So we'll see how that goes um in the future but overall he's leaving um and we'll see how impactful it is um they're already pretty much impacted by a lot of decisions made already so we'll see what this one does um let me talk let me go on a rant for a little bit let me rant about switching to pc because man oh man I made probably the, I didn't make a bad decision because I haven't made the decision. I just ended up being able to now play very high-end games on a PC, and I decided that this will be my main source of gaming for a little bit while I continue to support, you know, with the Xbox Series X, with the PS5, I want this to kind of be, start to become where I... Um, facilitate my gaming and play and you know those are kind of second f- um, to just exclusives and things like that xbox unfortunately because they don't really care about keeping you on the xbox console i can play all those games on my pc so i'm fine with with that being booted but i'm not going to get rid of it just yet due to packard's compatibility current library of games you know i don't want to do that but the uh playstation 5 is obviously going to be the one that's going to kind of still have that upper hand because it's the only one that really has a reason to purchase right now um so i moved over and i started to play games Obviously, I have a 7900 XTX, so a lot of games just run okay. Like they don't really need any changes. I can run them at high settings or ultra settings at 4K, no problem. I don't have an issue, mind you. I have an LG OLED that sits in my front of my face, it's a 42 inch. I hate FSR three. <laughs> I hate FSR. <laughs> I hate it with a passion. So rasterization was like where uh, rasterization, sorry, was where I wanted to play, and I kind of picked the the 7,900 XTX because of that. I said, I don't really want any upsampling. I don't really want any of that stuff. I kind of want to just play to play. I didn't know how dependent some games have become on using these upscaling and this stuff. I mean, mean, obviously, if you want to play with ray tracing and all this stuff, you have to kind of use these programs sometimes to kind of do so. Like if I wanted to play Forspoken, I don't have to, but if I wanted to play like Cyberpunk 2077, I need to use some of this stuff. If I want to use ray tracing, and if I want to play Doom Eternal, I don't need anything ray tracing on, I'm getting 160 frames. So it's just such a, a ebb and flow of gaming for me on this system um that it comes it, it has become so irritating that um <laughs> it's just making me miss my why i was that console gamer in the first place because i was always a pixel i was always a pixel watcher i got accustomed to sitting farther away from my screen not caring about like f- upscaling and things like that and i just decided that it was okay well now that i'm back close to my screen again i'm still a pixel watcher i have to look at this stuff and i'm like i don't like it so i want my clean image and i have to turn off things in case to get it so immortals of avrium i I mean that's pretty easy to run but you don't realize that (laughs) these companies suck at optimizing their games for pc and you don't I didn't know how bad it was when it comes to stutters, it comes to not utilizing your entire GPU, like Star Wars, Jedi Survivor, that's only running at 67% of my GPU versus running it fully, so it's it runs like crap and I have to max out everything just to get a good experience because then it taxes my GPU so it's just so many little things that keep adding up to a big thing that i am kind of over it already like i don't i don't hate that i bought the 7900 xtx i got a really good deal for it but i hate how much is involved when it comes to pc gaming um I will say that the payoff is worth it once you get it all, you know, dialed in and everything tuned up right. It's really nice. But to get to that point, I'm spending hours and I literally mean hours sometimes just messing around with stuff when I can really just be playing the game. And that's what I don't get about PC gamers. Sometimes I feel like half the time you all trying to figure out how to run it the best before y'all really get to start to play the game. Well, I don't want to think about that. I just want to play the game I'm interested in playing. So, yeah. (laughs) I just, Mm -hmm. I I want the benefit of being a PC gamer. I just don't want all this extra crap that come along with it. It does not feel intuitive. It does not feel fun. And I guess you, you become used to being a tinkerer to the point where you're so engaged with the tinkering that you feel like that's a game in itself, but really you're just tricking yourself into believing that you're actually having fun when truly you're just optimizing games for people that don't know how to optimize them. Like that is stupid, but that's just me. Um, so with that being said, I'm gonna keep going on to this journey. Obviously I still got my backups, and I still got things where I, you know, buy physical games. And if I want to just play them on there, I can and resell them. But I was kind of going into the digital age because I thought that would be the benefit of me to kind of get my backlog going of old games that I want to play on the PC. And they are really, really cheap and discounted on there. And I don't have to pay for online services. And most games are now cross-play that we play, so I don't have to play at a certain place. So it just simplifies everything for me. But at the same time, if it's going to continue to bring in new problems, I just don't find it interesting. So the games that I've been trying to play, Dead Space, Jedi Survivor, Immortals of Avium, Forspoken. No, i not really try to play Forspoken. I'll take that back. Um. Though those games are giving me issues the the, the, the the silver lining honestly is that Xbox most of the games that they have pushed out outside of now Gotham Knights most games that I've actually played on there felt optimized for that counts or before it especially in the Xbox exclusive like I haven't had any issues with them so that makes me that gives me hope that okay well if I'm gonna play PC gaming and my xbox is being replaced maybe that's the only thing i replace it with like i play all my xbox exclusives and things like that game pass games that i find are optimized properly here and then everything else i just continuously play where i used to play i don't want to limit myself to that but honestly i don't want to deal with the headache either so i think that's where i might end up falling um because it's just it's just ridiculous how much of a and I'm, I'm not saying that you can't like the reason why i bought the highest in gra- graphics card is because i felt like okay i could just turn stuff on and i'll be fine no i mean it's just it's not about you having enough power it's about them being smart enough to optimize their game and put it out in the right way so yeah like it's, that's unfortunate
1: tonight. Gotham nice is a perfect example like I have a, a pretty good graphics card and my CPU is good and the game just will jump from 20 to 60 fps while you walk around the city and that's like there's nothing that your graphics card can do about that because the game is forcing just like a single core to be used so now you got to go messing with the ini files or like Loading third party programs to force the game to recognize that, oh, I have eight cores that are not being utilized and you don't have to put it all on, in one. And it's like then then you spend, like you said, hours and hours trying to tweak stuff, reading stuff on forms. Oh, if you put the game to four K and uh, <laughs> turn <laughs> off FSR, then the game will force itself to use. To run fast. Like,
0: bro, this <laughs> is dumb. Like, what are you talking about right now? Like, I hate I was like, bro, I don't I don't get how y'all really just be sitting here taking it from these companies. And I get it that the alternative is to play on less um e- or more less powerful hardware, but at the same time, at least they got checks and balances. I mean, even if they kind of are subpar, they most of the time we're going to work. And if I'm anticipating a game, that's just going to irritate my soul. Like, I can't play it because it's constantly crashing. I don't got my drivers yet. I don't have the things that I need to play it. Maybe they just push out an update. Now it's all crap. And, like, it's just like, well, I don't know. I just don't. See how people put themselves through that on a constant basis. And I know that half of, if not more than half, of PC gamers don't have the most impressive tech in their PC systems They're literally using mid-tier, mid-range GPUs, and they're definitely having a worse experience than I with the more expensive more powerful system or more powerful gpu like how do y'all do that and say that this is the best way to play games because it just feels like there's so many barriers to entry i mean you could play game, old games all you want yeah yeah but what happens when that new one come out that you want to play like all the old games work fine but they, oh, and they had time to get fine. <laughs> like, I want to play the new ones, too. So, that's my concern. Um, and I anticipate that's still happening um, for a while. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm less enthused about this experience. I still want to play, key- I want to figure out keyboard and mouse. But I think there's a big reality check out there for people that want to move to PC gaming that, a lot of people don't talk about that most of the time you're going to be optimizing that it's just not fun it's not interesting and you're taking away from the game time you could be playing because they don't know how to optimize their game now you can buy your way to the top but it seems like you when you buy your way to the top you still have that problem so mm-hmm. uh just be on them beyond just notate that um I don't want to super rant but yeah that's that's pretty much been my experience um it sucks right now but um when i do get things ranking right like i went to cyberpunk and i just straight up rasterization um i didn't do anything any no i didn't do no ray tracing no nothing it still looks great but you know the point was for me to be able to take advantage of those features and because i wanted it to be clean no film grain no pixelating no shimmering everywhere i said forget it i'm just 4k ultra everything and turn off all that other stuff that i don't really care for it that much i don't miss so i'm having a great time i'm running in there like i think they have now oh because i became a super tinkerer josh I, i i added in um they put out some preview drivers for like frame generation for the amd cards and i put that on there it looks good but now i can run it at like 150 frames per second but it's like i'm running literally running it at 72 but the fluidity of it because of the extra frames 150 it runs well looks nice um doesn't doesn't add too much of a, a hit to my latency and i kind of like it so i'm good now I'm, I'm good now mm-hmm. um but yeah it's kind of getting to that point that kind of annoyed me. It's just like I was tinkering for so long, like, bro, I'm about to be so done with this. And then I read somebody comments said, man, listen, you don't need to deal with none of that. Just go to a clean, <laughs> get you a clean picture, push the graphics as much as you can. And don't don't worry about the rest of that. And that's exactly what I did. And it kind of it kind of helped my brain because I was trying to get everything I wanted to show and it's just not worth it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's my thoughts on switching to PC uh, right now. Uh, and I think that I don't think that's going to ever change because it's. I think that was like that when I switched to the PC six years ago. So, it's still the same thing. Um. What about you, Jalen? You gonna switch to PC soon? I heard you. I, didn't you buy a PC recently? Yeah, did. Is it a desktop I, or was it a laptop?
2: No, uh, it's a little laptop.
0: Oh, it's a laptop. Okay. Can yeah, you I, run games I, on it? Was it? Was do you got like a GPU in it?
2: I don't know all the specs and stuff like that. The laptop was like maybe like sixteen. Sixteen hundred. You got him the
1: gamer's laptop. Man, what type Ooh, of laptop man. you get, G? Uh, just a
2: little alien world laptop, just a little alien <laughs> you know Alright. I, mean, I just wanted to, uh just in case if I wanted to play a game on there, maybe um, but I ain't really too pressed about like gaming and stuff on there. I just wanted a a laptop that last for a little bit, and then it can I can put my uh steam deck stuff on there and put my little MacBook. um mm-hmm. I got tired of. Two hundred fifty-six gigabytes in the solid state, or, or I mean that that ain't no space basically. That and then I'm using Mac OS X instead of using Windows, and trying to plug. I used to run an issues with like external hard drives, plugging them up, and if I want to plug it up somewhere else, it just be sometimes I want to format it and the journal and unjournal FAT thirty, all that type of stuff. So um, I just wanted to, and then sometimes I just running third party stuff when I was trying to do on my Mac, I had to find a it's not as bad as it used to be, but still, I had to try to find like a a compatible like variant of a uh, of a third party app uh, for the Mac and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so I got tired of dealing with that type of stuff versus using the Windows. But I mean, to answer your question, I mean, I play. I'm a, I'm gonna try to see if I can play some games on it just a little bit, but I don't know yet. But I ain't really too too pressed yeah so and then all the stuff y'all be doing with with the games and stuff like that i'm like it ain't worth it
0: no um especially if you're not like a pixel watcher i mean there's no real reason why you, you shouldn't be you know okay with just what the xbox series x can offer graphically um but you know me i'm always looking for something to do and that's what i did and i shouldn't have I mean, I, 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 you know, what? it's not that it's not that I shouldn't have. It's more so that, you know, now that I've started to mess with it and it's stronger, I can see the reasons why people want to be a PC gamer. I just know that now I have to deal with a lot of other things that I wasn't um, interested in learning about. Because if I was, I would have learned about it already. But I am now. So it's whatever. It's fine makes me grow as a person but um i just think that it's annoying because Very i just want to play games and now it's becoming a, a, a chore so i just video what can i say, I, say? Game, I love man. games man what can i say good goddamn video games good goddamn you know. video games man but um okay let's move on um Let's let us let's go, let's go to the Meta Meta Quest 3 and the Meta Ray-Bans. Um did you see the Meta Quest 3 Josh VR we going to our VR bag right now? Did you see anything about it?
1: Um I didn't see anything about the hardware. Uh, mm-hmm. I just saw that it's going to have Game Pass on it. Yep.
0: So um there is going to be a few updates where you're going to be able to play games like, you know, how that very expensive (laughs) that very expensive uh apple device um what was it called i don't even remember now apple apple uh, vision apple vision vision pro Pro. apple vision pro yes um they're going to be able to play games on it they're going to be able to you know kind of like a tv kind of situation sort of um but i like the quest because it has ar vr um it's in a smaller form factor and it's a lot cheaper um it's just that it it is what it is there um but i'm pretty sure you know the high-end apple vision pro is going to be something to be you know gazed upon as well and and thought of i just wish if it if it works with pcs that's the best thing that it could do but if it don't work for pcs it's just no point um But yeah, so they, um, recently, you know, kind of showed off and everybody was getting their hands on with it. And they were talking about the graphics improvement, mostly, mostly about the graphic improvement, the eye, um, the vision, the LED screens are still LED. They're not OLED. So the, the inky blacks are not there. They were talking about the silicone, um, face mask and how it's now a lot more, um, it's a lot easier, um, more cushion, and it wraps around your face a lot better, so you can make sure you're not having light bleed. Um, but that th- those were the big, big key takeaways was the really the graphics fidelity that has been increased because of the new power of the chip, um, the Snapdragon something such as such. <laughs> I don't know the name of those Snapdragons. I just know it's a Snapdragon. It's probably one of the latest ones, and um, they increased the fidelity on there. Um, They're all gone. I'm trying to think if Meta does does Meta Quest have the winning formula? I don't know. I think they are the best in regards to being able to entice me to buy one, but at the same time, it is locked to that Meta platform. In a, in a way like i know you can do the oculus link and all that stuff but i mean the design of it the style of it and everything that you're trying to pull into it i don't know if it's moving fast enough as it used to to make me feel like it's being super innovative um and bringing new features that i think people would enjoy like what's your thoughts josh Do you think the meta quest 3 is a big step up for the meta quest 2 or have you not seen enough to kind of even give that determination?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I guess this is a good example of where I'm at with Meta is that I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I have a uh, a quest, and it's like I don't use it because what I got it for is games, and there's no. Real I mean, bit. there are games for it, but mm-hmm. like, there's nothing that I care about investing into this platform, or that this is how I want to play this game, like. If they come out with a exclusive God of War Ragnarok on the meta quest, amazing. I don't care. I'd rather just play it. The normal version on the console. Um yeah. I think that it's a novelty and for them to keep coming out with six, seven hundred, eight hundred eight and their other one was a like a thousand dollars versions of these uh devices is not Gonna reach mass appeal to everybody. Mm. I, I guess they're. I mean, obviously, their plan is to have a device for every um, for every tier. Mm. That way, they cover all their bases. If somebody wants the two hundred dollar one, they can just pick up the two hundred dollar one. And I think that's a smart way to get these devices into as many households as possible. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's not like it giving me any excitement. Uh, the more the more I see of it,
0: yeah, that's kind of my thing. Is like I'm not excited for it. I mean, I like to kind of keep uh, in in line with it. Like, I mean, I, I like to make sure that I am up to date on it. But I have in no way, shape, or form that I feel like I need it because I literally have my quest and I don't play it. um And it's nothing that they can do to kind of get me to change my mind. Now I have nephews and nieces that love it they every time they come they play with it because they love the vr and they have their own sets at home um but for me i feel like i am not growing up in their platform so in order for me to be enticed by something i need serious innovation like that is a platform right now that was built from their ground up and it kind of feels as if it was made for um recreational you know average not really intensive gaming and like maybe some social aspects to it um for me i am looking for that next step i guess that that futuristic pool that makes me feel like i need to use this and i think apple's vision has a little bit more things that i i would want to see like how it and brings in a lot of your media and everything like that and it doesn't feel as if it's you know it's going to be apple-ish you know it's going to be have those moments and feels and those things where everything feels perfect but there's going to be things that where it's like you just can't get this right yet nobody's that intrigued yet so i am looking for apple to push that intrigue because that is what i want to continue to see done through meta because i Am, am am not a part of their current audience or at least the at least where they want them to be like I don't think that that i am their demographic right now and if i am that they're they're failing um but I think once they are ready to take those new leaps like you know AR is fine I really like it but it ain't enough for me to go buy one yet it's just so many things that they have to um get right to make me feel like the usefulness is there and that's what brings me to these ray-bans so the ray-bans are like extra eyes on your face um they kind of look and see around you and they kind of provide additional information to what you're looking at sometimes you can search it sometimes you can just You know, there's some integration. I don't know if it's just with Instagram live, but there's literally times where you can take those devices and you can go live from your viewpoint. So that way you're not missing the moment, like to get the phone out my hand and put it in my pocket. And to me to just do what I'm doing and go live with y'all. I think that's really, really dope. Like I can just stay in the moment, but still be connected to the world. Like, you know, that, right there would be a game changer for me. I can take my phone, I can put it down. <laughs> I don't need it in my hand. Simply like those small things would make me interact with going live more or or having a video call or uh um or having my, you know, have my wife call me while I'm at a concert or something. Like those types of things I and I would I would find enjoyment in because they make sense to how we use social media and how we view the world. Like I don't want to view it through another lens. So most of the time I don't want to pull out my phone. I'm like, I'd rather just have the moment right now. But if I'm able to do that without ever leaving the moment taking pictures without ever leaving the moment, I think that's really dope. So I think that next step in innovation would be what i'm seeking and that's what i was like okay you may not have me on your meta quest yet because i just don't find the reasons to have it i'm more so interested in the real world um but if i'm just wearing some cool looking glasses they're just ray-bans and they are not intrusive to the point where i'm looking like a crazy person out there i think those would benefit a lot of people um it could be you know bad for people to be able to re- just record you without you noticing but at the same time people do that all the time now so it's not like it's any different uh you just you just you know if they want to waste their footage on you well go right ahead but uh it's those types of things where it kind of brings you into it, it kind of helps you stay co- stay connected without being intrusive um on your day to day. And I think that is what I want to like to see more of. Like if, if I could use Google translate more often, if I'm like overseas or something like that, and I just don't have to twirl out my phone or anything like that. And they just, I can, it. it is going to literally pull that information in and just speak it to me. Like that type of wearable tech is what I'm really interested in because I do want to be able to, knock down barriers where i feel uncomfortable in different la- areas or countries because i don't know the language or something like that so it's just those types of things that i really find dope so um what are y'all thoughts because i don't want to end it by just saying moving forward what are y'all thoughts on the ray-bans um is it something that interests you do you guys even like the idea of wearable tech um do you think that it's a little a little too much. What's your y'all, what's y'all initial thoughts on being able to do even those minor things? I mean, there's plenty of other applications, but I think I'm focusing on those
1: two. What do y'all think? Yeah. No, I think wearable tech, uh, the idea of wearable tech is cool because the whole point is to make something, um, like you said, take this, these features and make them uh, more passive so you don't have to actively do it yeah it becomes a normal thing like you normally just use google translate whenever you go out Mm -hmm. um and so that that's cool remove the barriers uh as far as like this version uh so far from the specs and everything it seems uh very nice um i don't know i would personally invest into the meta version of this especially Mm -hmm. like the first version um but yeah, I think this i this idea is something that I'll be looking forward to, uh, to look out for over the next ten ten years or so. Uh, see yeah. who comes out with the most interesting device like this. Um, yeah, and like you said, the recording thing. It I guess it is a worry, but at the same time, like people will record you at any time, anyways. So. Yes, they
0: will. They will pull out their phone and just start recording you. So it's not like it's not. I just maybe they might have a little bit of easier time doing it if they're just looking at it with their eyeballs, but at the same time, it's kind of like you know, people gonna do what they want to do anyway. So yeah, whether we, you, you worried about that or about not, it's, it's like a QR different type code of concern. Sense. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I think that those types of things, obviously, when you have the ability to have like simple Google Air Tags and Apple air tags and being able to work across both, um, networks and phones. It kind of just, it tells me that there's going to be a lot of interconnectivity in and a lot of that type of stuff intrigues me. It worries, but it intrigues me and more, I think I'm worried less and intrigued more about where the state of technology will go when it comes to wearables and all that good jazz. So I'm interested. Um, I want to keep up with it do I want to spend my money right now to get it probably still not. But those types of advances is what tells me that they're on the right track to becoming the better version of, or the leading competitor out there right now. I mean, Google had the idea with the smart glasses, but they were just ugly. I mean, nobody wanted to use it. So I wouldn't use it. Um, And I think that they were way too expensive. I think this right here is more cool, more common, more more affordable. But it also provides provides those features that we all kind of desire at times. So we'll see how that looks in the future. But yeah, um, outside of that, really, I mean, I was going to talk about Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out, um, but I don't want to play it. Uh, I know Jalen, that's his... Jalen said he got a pre-order and say he's looking forward to it. So,
2: good, good on him. Uh, Wait for him to look at that, that review embargo <laughs> like they did. Uh, unit <laughs> Got that pre-order, man. Got that
0: pre-order. Here I come. Buyers here I come. Uh, Call of Duty dropped their trailer. Modern Warfare 3 trailer came out today. Um, I like it i ain't gonna lie i mean 16 new 16 maps that i used to enjoy i mean they are modern warfare 2 though so um but i know modern warfare 3 brought a lot a decent amount of twos maps or at least they had like tried to and i still loved them there uh and i did play a little bit of modern warfare 2 but not a lot so um to me you know i felt like it was it was decent but i don't know i don't know if everybody is going to be that in style that have that much nostalgia for those maps but i think actually never mind i think everybody that buys it is probably going to be buying it for the maps because i don't know if how big modern warfare 3 hasn't talked about the story they haven't talked about them a lot um they have like a new zombie open world that should be interesting but they haven't shown it off um it's a big mystery, dude, and it come out November tenth. So, um, the I think most pre-orders are going to be around central, central around, centered around the maps. Um, is that is that enough to get you guys? Is the maps enough, oh. or? <laughs> Why you so fast with it? I thought you loved my Warfare too. You ain't gonna give it pondering, not even a little ponder. You're not gonna ponder it at all.
2: The issue with Call maybe, of Duty maybe games maybe go, is that boom. they find people that do certain things, and then um, they trying to combat those things, and that's been the ongoing trend. And they finally won. <laughs> uh, hmm. It all started with them trying to take out voice I mean. Now people slide canceling to figure out more movement. They like, no man, stop. Stop. Stop right
0: now. They brought it all back. (laughs) Now they just gave in. You said as you said, they gave in, man. It's time.
2: It's time for you to head back, man. Stop all that unrealistic movement because I know you playing a video game, but the game is real. So stop that man. They they gave up, man. They couldn't stop it. (laughs) uh <laughs> and we'll see bro sandbox not the sandbox the little, like i said before after point of war is on they unlocked the new level bro and now they just regressing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah well well i mean
0: um I, I don't know if i'm gonna give it a shot i, I really don't i'm just i was <laughs> I, just saying that uh that i'm interested I might, you know what I said. That's
2: seventy on that boy. What <laughs> can I say? 70. I like games. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, How no, no, much no, that no. is? All that, all that
0: seventy. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, that's the first drop in game pass, so I don't have to pay for it. But uh, yeah, right. yeah <laughs> wishful thinking, sucker. <laughs> it's like billion dollars worth of games. Yeah, right, buddy. <laughs> they said we are never. Uh yeah, so Activision already talking about how they got thousands of peons or sorry employees just running running back and forth and uh and uh, making Call of Duty games. I said man, y'all that's that OVO sweatshop right there, That's all they do. That's all they do is churn and burn, baby. Churn and burn, <laughs> uh, like man. Churn and burn. Was, was, uh, I, burn, baby? The uh that OVO sweatshop error was the truth though. I ain't gonna hold you. Uh but anyways, I, I don't know how I got on the tangent. But Modern Warfare 3 coming out November 10th. The maps look great. Um You know, they they did their thing with the trailer, but at the same time I know it's just all uh, smoke and mirrors but I actually like Modern Warfare 2. It's just my friends didn't buy it, so I had to play by myself. So we couldn't afford uh, it. Yeah, that's what you all That's what they all say. Uh, we so, have enough time. We couldn't afford it, time wise, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Modern Warfare Three is coming out. That is literally my favorite. Um,
2: so Man, that's not the same game i don't care it's the same story it's the
0: same it's the same three it's the same
2: he said it's the same game 2011. amen the modern warfare 3 i know get killed again in there
0: this modern warfare 3 i don't i I, i've never played it for the story what you mean i ain't playing for no story i'm talking about the gameplay feel like they giving everything
2: back that we had before. They better have a Rasas on there, the MSR, the MK-14 EBR. They better have all that on the Scar L with the same proficiencies, all that stuff. And they better break my uh, almost 2.0 KD on there.
1: They all gonna have uh, different names. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> they, they,
0: they, gonna be the, they gonna be the same. <laughs> no, nah, they talked about bringing the guns back, too, man. I'm telling you. It's gonna be the one. I they talked about, about it. Did they do it? Did they talk about it? They said they were going to bring a lot of guns from Modern Warfare 2 over for the Modern Warfare 3. Like everything Man, that you had was going to be
2: unlocked in Modern Warfare 3. Which Modern Warfare 2? The one back from 2009 or the one that's from uh, the this last one, year? This
0: last like, the last year? One.
2: Nah, they can keep them guns, bro. You ain't, ain't ever played <laughs> I did yeah. play it and I fell asleep. Oh my goodness! Here we go. I tried playing and I slid, and he wouldn't get up for some reason. I'm just like, all right, <laughs> whatever, dude. They ain't trying to hear you. Man, they hurt that game, up, bro. I
0: ain't trying to hear you, Gene. Hey, hey. But yeah, so at least we know one person might be copping. Um, these other two guys, I don't know. <laughs> they they might never, but. We we'll we play it by ear. Uh, maybe you will see the uh, the House of Wolf boys on there playing some uh, video games. Cause what can I say? Guess,
2: I like guess what? Guess Guess what's on my Christmas gift? Christmas list. What's on your Christmas list? <laughs> that that's that's your opportunity right there. You can put down my Christmas <laughs> list—the one that I ain't get to uh, choose. Uh, oh, oh, you talking about
0: that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all buy each other a game, but we buy the same game. It's so like we basically <laughs> buy, right, we bought ourselves a game. So I'm buying Modern Warfare 3 for Jalen. Jalen buy Modern Warfare 3 for Josh. Nah. Josh, buy Modern Warfare 3 for <laughs> Josh. Alright. Yes, that's, that's how it goes, man. I
2: got crisis score for you. What you mean? Crisis score? I already beat that. Hey, I you... asked you if you beat it or not. <laughs> <laughs> <I> gotta...
0: <laughs> oh no nah. so you're gonna be buying me games already but dang wait hold uh, on. what's the
2: difference you be doing that already don't you
0: no i don't i mean that's the only time i ever did that was just cause and you know that stop playing with me man you did that with
2: street fighter
0: <laughs> no i didn't d i bought that one time what are you talking about
2: uh now, i only did about, that. uh dead by daylight <laughs> no not, not dead by daylight uh you talk... what's I, that I part for it that's why games. i'm not telling you <laughs>
0: i am not tell you. Man, what's that parkour? Nah, dog nah, dog nah. Dog let it eat Mark you Adrian. up inside. Let it eat you up inside. Nah.
2: Man, I'm going to look that game up, bro. i are going to have to this parkour before I figure it out. Parkour. Parkour is on the game. Parkour is up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, All right, guys. Let me talk to you next time. He <laughs> over there, cook. Dying right there, we go.
0: He over there, cook. Listen, Dialight was a great I'm game. Right. I bought it. I bought the that one in the following edition. That was it. And I bought it because of the DLC. And beat the DLC, by the way. So, yeah. Miss me, sir. I think I sold it and then bought it back. But it was cheap. So. Anyways. Uh, that's the episode this week. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, Next week, I'm going to try to figure out a the top the best 10 year run for playstation i think uh, that that's be fun to kind of think about over the week but it's been that's been it if you got to this part you're the real og thank you guys for listening thanks for watching thanks for whatever you're doing we appreciate you as always and we will talk to you all next week peace